Welcome to the Fairview Church Podcast. At Fairview Church, we are dedicated to reaching our neighbors with the true freedom found in full surrender to Christ. To find out more about our church, including service times, location, and current sermon series, please visit us online at www.myfairview.org. Well, good morning and welcome again to Fairview Church. Glad to see everybody today. My name is Devin Black. I'm the worship pastor here at Fairview. If you're joining us for the first time, again, we want you to feel welcome here. We also want you to know that I don't usually stand here. I usually hide back there. But I do want to ask you all to be in prayer for Pastor Brandt and his family, for they are down with sickness, as is Pastor John and his family. So here I am, third string. Yeah, I appreciate that. Third string represent. We're going to do this together. But as though as much, I would be much more comfortable leading us in song. I trust that the Lord will use me and do what he has set forth to accomplish today in this time together. Um, In just a moment, we're gonna be reading from Psalm 24. So go ahead and get uh, to that place in your Bible. We'll we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Um, As we started off 2022, Pastor Brandt and Pastor John have been inviting us to look at a collection of daily and weekly practices that that have been called together and it's, it's called the common rule designed to form us in the love of God and the love of our neighbor. It's based on scriptural disciplines provided to us in the scripture and it's been practiced by people of God throughout generations. And we've seen this as a way to equip the people of Fairview Church with practical tools based in scripture to resist the patterns of this world while being transformed through the renewing of our minds as stated in Romans 12. And to continue in equipping, we thought it would be helpful to address the issue of stewardship, particularly in finances. Uh, Brother Terry Kemp in the first service asked a request that I would preach about fire and brimstone to try and heat it up a little bit in here. (laughs) Not today, just something a little less uncomfortable where we're talking about money. So maybe it'll still warm up a little bit. So today we're going to turn to the scriptures together. I would like to ask you all to stand out of reverence for the reading of God's word. And I'd like you to read along with me. The words are on the screen. As we read together, verses one and two, it says, the earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants belong to the Lord for he laid its foundation on the seas and established it on the rivers. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we do speak your name in this place with great expectation that your spirit will move and work in the way that only you can. And God, we are weak vessels, but we carry the hope and promise of Jesus. And as we turn to the truth of your word and seek for wisdom, we pray that you'd move in miraculous ways. We thank you again for Jesus most of all. It's in his name that we pray and we approach you now. Amen. You all can be seated. So in college, I had what I thought then, I still think today, was one of the greatest college type jobs out there. I started off as a valet at hotel, which was kind of cool. I got to park a lot of different cars. Um, I actually was the only guy there who knew how to drive a a stick shift. So I got to park those fancy ones, which was fun. So that was cool, but that kind of led down the road. And eventually in hotel services, I landed as a bellman um, in a five-star hotel. And um, now as a bellman, you're often the first point of contact for a hotel guest. And in that type of hotel property 
with that type of customer, this personalized and intentional customer service that Bell staff can provide, it can really set the pace for the overall satisfaction of that guest and their stay. And one of the kind of fundamental responsibilities of a bellman is to handle the guest's luggage. Simple enough, right? So when the guest pulls up to the curb, most often they will not handle their luggage until they arrive in their room. So the bell staff are responsible for unloading and transporting and delivering and and even setting the luggage on luggage racks within the room. And so the first time that the guest is to touch their luggage on hotel property is to simply unzip it to unpack it. And I should also mention that under ideal circumstances, the bellman and the guest's luggage should accompany the guest throughout the entire check-in process. So in addition to handling this luggage, the bellman is engaging with that guest, finding out what they can about the nature of their stay so they can give recommendations that fit those particular needs. And the bellman's also sharing the, the various amenities provided on property and then acquainting the guest with their room. Personalized service to the guest and their unique needs. Now, let's compare that type of care, at least with regard to luggage, to something I think a few more of us might be familiar with. And that's the issue of luggage and airlines. <laughs> right? So you surrender your luggage and you, you, you never really know what it's going to look like on the other side, if it makes it to the other side. Zippers are popped off, wheels are missing, there's scratches all over it, it got rained on. I I get it. The goals for an airline, they're they're different here. Uh, They're all about efficiency. They've got thousands of pieces of luggage to deal with. They have to get them on and off all the planes as efficiently as possible. They're dragging them all over the airport. They're transporting across the country or perhaps across the world. So it's not really a fair comparison. I, I get that, but that's not the point. See, as we're talking about the lovely topic of our finances, I want each of us to be a bellman, not a baggage handler. I know that might sound silly, but remember, third string. <laughs> it may sound silly, but hopefully that means it's easy to remember. Now, how do we do this? How do we, how do, we do this together? Well, there's, there's two points I'd like for us to consider together as we try to be bellmen of our finances instead of baggage handlers. The first... The two points that we're going to consider is, first, it's not yours, it's not yours, and be intentional. It's not yours, and be intentional. So we start with, it's not yours. Now, during both of these processes, when the guest gives luggage to the bell person, or the traveler checks in their bag, do the guest or the traveler give up ownership of that luggage? No. Of course not. The bell person or the baggage handler is simply stewarding the luggage on behalf of the owner. Now, what I want us to remember is that according to Psalm 24 that we read a minute ago, that the earth and what? Everything in it belongs to the Lord. Psalm 89 verse 11 echoes this. It says, the heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world, everything in it, you founded them. So, everything that we have belongs to the Lord. We're simply stewards of it. 
And I want to recognize that, that something changes in our minds and in our attitudes when we care for something that doesn't belong to us. We want to care for it well. We feel guilty if we damage it or if we lose it. We feel the need to offer some sort of restitution if it's lost or broken. So I think it's important for us to recognize this truth applies to our finances as well. And hear me say, it's not my intention to cast shame on this subject. I simply want to challenge us to elevate our attitudes and our minds towards managing our finances well which results in glorifying God and it grants each of us peace that only comes through surrender. So remember, it's not yours. It's not mine. So since we're stewarding something that doesn't belong to us, it's best to be intentional to manage it well. So it's not yours. Now let's be intentional. For the bellman, there is a step-by-step plan and process for the care and transport of a guest's luggage. So you could even ask, Mr. Bellman, what's the plan? What are you gonna do with my bags? Well, sir, first I'm going to carefully unload each piece of luggage from the vehicle, placing it on this sturdy, well-maintained cart. I'm gonna personally wheel it through the lobby and up the elevator and down the hallway and through the door into your room and I'm personally going to unload every piece to its appropriate place in the room. The bowman can, can tell you not only that step-by-step process of how the luggage got to its final destination, but he himself also will personally carry out and execute that plan, never leaving sight of the luggage. And the same is true when it comes time to check out in reverse order, loading the luggage onto the cart through the door, down the hallway, down the elevator, through the lobby to the car and loading into the vehicle. There's a great deal of intentionality throughout the entire process. Now, consider the airline. You check your bag in at the counter, you give it to the agent, the agent sort of tosses it on the conveyor belt and it disappears into the blackness. Now, you might ask, uh, what's happening? Where's my bag going? What's the plan? And and you may have a well-informed employee who can give you an idea of things. Yeah, it's going to go back there. We're going to scan it, make sure you don't have anything in there you shouldn't. Uh, We're going to sort it out and put it on a cart and drive it to the, but it'll be there. Trust us. Or, even better, you could have a very honest new employee who just says, I don't know. It's my job just to put it there. Either way, you certainly wouldn't have that individual take the time or care to personally follow your luggage, ensuring it makes it back to you on the other side. Now, let me clarify, that is not a business model I'm promoting for airlines. Their already stellar reputation for efficiency and timeliness would only implode further. See, this is all further illustrated by the parable of the talents. Now, we're not going to read from it directly now, but in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus tells the parable of a master placing a considerable amount of money in the hands of his servants to steward in his absence. 
And the story goes that things turn out well for those who were wise and intentional with their stewardship, doubling the investment in every case, and rather poorly for those who did not manage it well. I say all this to say that when it comes to our finances, I just wonder, I just, I wonder how often the level of our intentionality resembles the bellman and how often it resembles the baggage handler. How often does it resemble the wise stewards? How often does it resemble the foolish one? And I hope, may we all strive to have a plan that looks more like that bellman, more like that wise steward, a plan where we take responsibility and we know in full detail what our money is doing and where it's going. May we not be like the new guy at the airline when he asked, where'd my bag go? I don't know. Where'd all my money go? I don't know. I spent it. In Luke chapter 14, we see Christ teaching on the cost of following him as his disciple. And he uses the following illustration for that purpose. This starts in verse 28. It says, For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, after he has laid the foundation and cannot finish it, all the onlookers will begin to ridicule him, saying, this man started to build and wasn't able to finish. So let's consider this for a minute. So before the builder builds the tower, he makes sure he has a financial plan to finish it. He's, he's intentional. He, he calculates the costs or the expense of it, and he sees if he has enough to finish it. Enough what? Enough money. From where? Where does money come from? Ultimately, it comes from and belongs to God. And how does the builder get it? Well, either from his savings or from the income that he is generating. Okay? So we've got costs, expenses, and money or income. Income, expenses. Put it together. What do you have? A budget. Exciting, right? Yeah, Devin's pointing to a budget. Hear me on this. This illustration boils down to the truth that living or planning through the use of a budget is wise and sound. Sound enough for Christ himself to use it as an illustration in counting the cost of following him. Now, I know that the point of this scripture is to calculate the cost of following him, but if the principle of using a budget is good enough for Jesus to use as his illustration, that's a principle worth following in your life. So let's be intentional. Let's use a budget. Let's tell the money that God has entrusted to us. Tell it what to do instead of wondering where it went. But some of you might be saying, but Devin, I, I don't know how. I've, I've tried this thing. It didn't work for me. Or maybe you do budget, and that's great. Or maybe it's, Devin, I just don't have enough. I'm, I'm barely making it. There's a, a statistic in the United States that about seven out of 10 people or households are living paycheck to paycheck. Now, there's no shame in that, and there are many factors involved with that statistic. 
Um, but a healthy portion of those seven either don't live on or don't have a budget. And there's a pretty good chance that those three out of 10 that, that are living without living paycheck to paycheck, that chance that they're not budgeting either. They just may be out earning the problems that they have. So what do we do? If this is what we ought to do, if this is what wise stewardship looks like, how do we do this? Well, we need help. We need help to learn how to do this. So let's get help. And a few years ago, my pastoral responsibilities here at Fairview were expanded to include overseeing some of the administrative needs here at the church. And those new responsibilities included involvement and oversight of our finance team. Now, for those of you who uh, may not be aware of our leadership structure regarding our finances here at the church, we have an elected body of five members that serve on the finance team. They serve in three-year commitments. And and me, as a pastor, I serve as a non-voting member of that team. So I provide guidance, I provide my opinion, I represent the pastoral input to the church finances, but the decision-making power is ultimately granted only to those five elected members. Now, these past few years, Pastor Brant and I and the finance team, we've been prayerfully discussing how we might serve you all, serve the body, the members of Fairview Church, rather than just simply counting and administering the tithes and offerings that come in. And that led us to a couple of things. So first, I have felt personally called to serve in counseling and educating those who are in financial need within our church or who have questions of how to manage things. And so we made the decision for me to get some additional training to aid in that endeavor. So I've gone through some pretty extensive training for financial coaching and counseling. And and I wanna extend to you, each of you, an invitation to reach out to me if you have any questions or need help navigating things financially. And to share briefly part of my own testimony, this area of managing personal finances, it was a considerable weakness as a young adult. But the Lord and his faithful and patient love brought me along and taught me some important valuable lessons regarding personal finance. And as a result, there's been considerable growth he's cultivated in me and in my family and It's become one of my passions now to come alongside others as they grow in this area. I've had the opportunity to spend some time with some couples here at Fairview and some individuals, being a source of information, encouragement, challenge when necessary. So please, again, please know that I'm available. I'd be more than happy to sit and discuss these things in a one-to-one way. Secondly, we knew that we needed kind of a a broader approach as well. We want to see if there's anything we could provide in a a broad context rather than this one-on-one counseling. And and so I started digging to find what resources might be available, preferably resources with proven track records to help people educate and be encouraged in their finances. So we're going to take a look at this short video and then we're going to talk a little bit more in just a moment. Will you take a look at this, please? Look, money's just really, really tight right now. It's tough. Yeah, I get it. We were in the same place as you guys, but this completely changed our lives. Okay. We're going to do it. I really appreciate it. All right. Let's do it.
good financial planning and applying these principles of living debt-free, of living on a budget, work, and we call them the baby steps. If you want to take control of your future, you have to get on a budget. When you do this, you start working together. The fastest way to become wealthy is to get control of your income. On average, members find an extra $395 in the first month. We're giving you all the tools, support, and teaching you need to take control of your money. Emergencies are going to happen. That's why the emergency fund is critical. Any money we have is going at this debt. We're knocked that out as fast and as hard as we can. When you don't have any payments, you know what you got? Money. Hey, guys, congrats on that new baby. Now let's pay off that debt and get you into a new home. Hey, guess what? Guess what? We're dead free! If you will live like no one else, later you can live and give like no one else. So Ramsey Plus is a membership that gives access to life-changing products developed by Ramsey Solutions. And today I want to announce that Fairview Church is making this membership available church-wide to every household that calls Fairview Church home. On your way in today, you should have received a card like this. It's got a QR code. Take your smart phone and scan it. It'll direct you to a website that you can actually register for this membership there's no cost to you. And I just want to take a moment to kind of briefly share what this means, what's available through this. The first thing is starting today, you each have access to the premium version of Every Dollar. Every Dollar is a budgeting app that makes budgeting fast and easy. This is the budgeting app that my family uses. You can either track your expenses manually or link your bank account to automatically import your transactions to manage them. And they use the top industry level data encryption. So none of your financial information can be seen or tracked by Ramsey Solutions or here at the church. So rest assured that that information stays to you. It's simply a tool and the best tool in my, in my opinion for budgeting. So take a look at that. Next, you also have access to multiple educational courses, including Financial Peace University that many of you might be familiar with. All of the video lessons and workbook material are included for your use on demand at home whenever you want. And if you'd like to take this journey, the journey of Financial Peace University with others, starting this Wednesday night at six o'clock, we're making Financial Peace University available as an option for anyone who'd like to join in person. And the, uh, the usual registration fee associated with Financial Peace University, that's already been covered in the membership that we provided to you. So there are no barriers whatsoever in joining this class and learning the life-changing uh, content that's provided there. So please consider joining me this Wednesday in room A11 to start this journey together. 
Now, perhaps there are some here who have already been through FPU. You're welcome to go through it again. But if not, um, there are access to other courses, such as the Legacy Journey, which is all about passing on a financial legacy to future generations. For parents, there's the Smart Money, Smart Kids course. It's all about introducing your children to smart money practices, giving them a foundation that maybe some of us didn't have growing up to start off their lives a little bit more secure. And there's plenty more to discover in this membership. And so I'd encourage all of you, please take the time, scan the code, get registered and take a look at what's available. No matter what stage you're in with your finances, there is something that can benefit you and your family. And again, please consider joining us for Financial Peace University on Wednesday night. As we prepare to close our service together, I wanna invite the worship team to come back up. Friends, all of this is for the purpose of equipping you to be the bellman of your finances, like we talked about, not the baggage handler, to be intentional, to have a plan, to surrender it back to the Lord and to realize the peace that he offers. And through all of it, to give him glory and honor and praise. I wanna invite everybody to stand now and let us join as we respond in song together. May we be united in declaring that we build our lives upon the love and promises of Jesus for it is indeed a firm foundation. Will you pray with me? Lord God, we thank you first and foremost for Jesus, for our hope and salvation. And we pray that that truth and hope would be renewed in each believer in this place today. And God, as we consider the things and the the topic of, of finances a topic that sometimes could be uncomfortable. Lord, we pray that it would be a doorway to peace. And God, may we strive to honor you with that part of our lives and our families. And we thank you that we have the opportunity then to receive a peace that comes from that surrender to you. And God, again, unite us now in song as we declare together that you indeed are worthy of every song we could sing. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Fairview Church Podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit us online at www.myfairview.org.